Are we ready? Let's do it. All right. Well, welcome back, everybody, to another new episode of Movies and Brews, where we talk movies and we drink some brews. We're here with another at-home quarantine episode for you, doing some more throwbacks. Today, we're going to be talking some early films of Robert Rodriguez's career, the director of classics such as Sin City, Desperado, and the don't forget Spy Kids. I know. God, I I forgot that he actually did Spy Kids. Yeah, no, we'll we'll get into that, but it's kind of funny when you're like, wow, this is the same guy. <laughs> I know, right? So sit back, relax, grab a drink, and stay indoors. Got that right. All right, Jordan. Cheers. Cheers. So before we get started here, what are you drinking on your end, Daniel? So today I went did a quick beer run this morning. I uh, saw something that had cool artwork on it. It's an ex what it says an ex part of the experimental series IPA from Melvin. I think it's called Mind Bloom. Yeah, that's, that's what it's called. Cool. And how is that? Oh, it's pretty good. Ooh, that's tasty. So I'm drinking. I don't know if you can see it. Breakside. Yeah. Surprise, surprise. This one is a lager brewed with jasmine. Sounds majestic. Called nice. I Can Show You the World. Nice. It looks like they got together with a company called the Sour Beer Co. The, the Rare Barrel. It's tasty. Yeah. Nice little lager. Perfect for a warm day. Which it's been pretty sunny lately around here, which is nice. Today's a little I, chillier. Yeah, but that's okay. We've gotten a lot of sun. Mm, yeah, that's tasty. All right, well, let's get into some movie news here. I know there's a couple things going on out there in the world. Yeah, so the first thing I had was that uh, Cinemark apparently is right now planning to reopen theaters July 1st with Tenet. Okay. So they moved Tenant up? <laughs> uh, yeah, when was its original release date for? I think it was like mid to late July, I think. Okay. Um, and then the other, the other thing involving movie theaters is I guess Disney's trying to... Their idea to help kickstart the box office whenever it opens is possibly re-releasing Avengers Endgame again. Really? <laughs> yeah, but You're I'm like, that- I don't... I'd rather them just do like, oh, we're going to kickstart it with like, here, here's like five core films and like the first Avengers or something. Yeah, I, I'd rather have that too. I, I haven't seen Endgame since theaters. and It'd be okay to see in the big screen again, but I would rather, yeah, like you said, five options. Like here's the Winter Soldier, Guardians of the Galaxy, you know, Thor Ragnarok. Exactly. That would be sweet. We're just like, yeah, I would love to see like Guardians of the Galaxy, Thor Ragnarok, just like. Again, I still want to see the Winter Soldier. <laughs> Again, I know. Me too. Every time that's in theaters, I'm like, "Ooh, gotta go see it." Yeah. Um, Civil I know, I would War. Like... Civil War would be awesome. Again. Yeah. See, I would like to. Like, it'd be fun to have like a weird little grab bag of Marvel movies. <laughs> yeah, I know. I agree. Not just one, or at the very least, do Infinity War and Endgame. Oh yeah, that would be sweet. Oh, that's the other thing. One of the big news is they published uh, a bunch of stills from the Dune movie. Mm-hmm. 
and people were freaking out all about uh, <laughs> um, Oscar Isaac because he just looks apparently super hot in armor. Super hot. <laughs> all right. People, people were like getting thirsty over Oscar Isaac on Twitter this week. And I'm like, what is this talking about? And then I looked it up I'm like, okay, all right. I get it. I get it. That's funny. <laughs> Yeah, we got some cool pictures of it, and I'm like, yeah, I'll, yeah. I was gonna say, I'll, I'll be looking forward to, uh, to, uh, I can't talk. I'll be looking forward to a trailer for that one. I know, I'm excited now that all these stills came out. I'm just like, oh shit, yeah. I just sent you some, like, the tweet that has all the pictures, but yeah, they dropped a bunch of pictures, and I'm like, okay, soon we'll probably get a trailer, hopefully, because I would really like to see this. Oh, and the other release schedule that I saw moved around was that Soul moved has been moved from June nineteenth to November twentieth, and Raya oh, really? and, La- and Raya yeah. and the Last Dragon, which I completely forgot was a Disney movie that was underway, uh, moved from November twenty fifth to March twelfth of twenty twenty one. Yeah, I don't even know what that is. I don't know they've only released like uh, a single concept soul, art. Soul will be a good fall movie though. Good holiday I film. So. I think so. That's that's good. No, I'm looking forward to Soul quite a bit. Yeah, so yeah, we'll have Dune, Top Gun, Soul, No Time to Die, all coming out in the late year. Oh, I know. Like literally, like all the good stuff that's supposed to, was supposed to be sprinkled throughout the whole year is going to be jam packed in like the last two or three months. Man, we're gonna have to like, uh, yeah, have like two or three episodes a week to cover it all. It's <laughs> like, what'd you see? Okay, I saw this. Maybe we'll have to conquer and divide, or divide and conquer. conquer I mean, there's <laughs> there's definitely gonna be some that we'll just both see no matter what. Like, obviously, soul. Uh, but yeah, uh, we'll figure it out. Yeah, we'll set the limit. We'll get our practice in right now. 15 minutes talks on each movie. <laughs> and there you go. So that's pretty much all I got for movie news right now. All I've really seen. No Sam Raimi? Oh, well, oh yeah. I guess, Sorry, I forgot we talked about that before we started recording. But yeah, it looks like <laughs> Sam Raimi is attached to Doctor Strange 2 officially. That's that'll gonna... be cool. Ho- hopefully he'll be able to put his own take on it. And it won't be so carbon copy. But yeah, this is this is cool news, I think. Especially, I hope like they kind of go with it since it's Doctor Strange, still not like a super super light hero. It's far like not next to the other ones, so I think you have a little bit more liberty to kind of play around with it, like Taika Waititi got to do with Thor Ragnarok. That that's what I'm thinking. Uh, yeah, so that should that should be pretty cool. I'm looking forward to that. It'll be yeah, really cool. Maybe uh, Tobey Maguire's Spider Man will make an appearance from an alternate that universe. Be, Whoa. That would be awesome. How epic would that be? A 40-year-old Tobey Maguire Spider-Man? So cool. Oh, yeah. That'd be awesome. That's cool news, though. I'm looking forward to that. All right. Well, if that's it for movie news here, let's move on to some other things we saw this week. I um, do not have anything. The only thing I saw outside of our two movies was the next episode of Lego Masters, which I don't want to spoil I know, anything. Star for Wars edition. Yeah, not gonna spoil anything other than it was awesome. I'm I'm glad. I really enjoyed that. Like I said, like I started out watching it by myself, then I 
I'm like, Shiloh, or actually Shiloh and I started watching and she got really into it because she just likes reality competition shows. And now Gavin started watching it with us. So we every time a new episode comes out, we've been all sitting down and watching it together. So it's kind of become like a household event uh, thing to watch together, which is really great. That's awesome. Oh, hell yeah. Lego, bringing people together. Heck yeah. One Sweet. break at a time. Well, I saw a handful of things, but there's only two that are really worth mentioning. Um, Gavin and I rewatched the fifth or watched the fifth element because I've been really jonesing to watch that movie for a while and I just hadn't gotten around to it. And Shiloh was at work, so I'm like, hey, Gavin, do you want to watch the fifth element? Have you seen it ever? (laughs) Oh, yeah, no, I own it. I've seen it a bunch. (laughs) I just hadn't seen it anytime recently. But no, oh my God, I love that movie so much. I love Bruce Willis, snarky asshole Bruce Willis in a weird sci-fi cyberpunk setting that you never get to see him in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. I It was great. It still holds up. I mean, it's still super cheesy and it looks like it was made in the 80s, but it's still great. I still love that movie. And Chris Tucker. <laughs> Chris Tucker's character still makes me laugh every time because he's like a little diva. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I haven't seen Tucker forever, but yeah. Good movie, though. Yeah, that's, it's a fun one. And the only other movie I want to mention was we re, we watched Hot Tub Time Machine last night. Oh, wow. so we, were all just, we were all just kind of thinking, I'm like, I remember really liking this movie, but I wonder if it holds up. And then... I think Shiloh or Gavin's like, oh, yeah, I think it holds up. So we watched it, and we're just like, ooh, no, it did not. But there's two – well, it made me – it got me a few times where I was laughing, and I still love watching John Cusack, even if he's in shitty movies. Yeah. (laughs) But the only reason I really wanted to mention it is because in that movie, they have, like, this – like, the antagonist of one of the characters is, like, a ski patrol guy when they go back to the eighties. Right. Mm-hmm. I was like, why the fuck does he look so familiar? And then I was like, holy shit. That's Sebastian Stan. The winter oh, really? soldier himself is this oh, douchey ski instructor. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. And I'm like, holy shit. He was probably like in his like early twenties <laughs> when that came out. Cause he looks so much younger. Cause I was like at least 10 years ago at this point when that movie came out. Yeah, I don't. I don't think I've seen that since theaters. I remember just thinking, "Nah, it's all right." Yeah, I saw it as a teenager. I'm like, "Yeah, this is fucking hilarious." And now I'm like, "Oh no, it sucks. It sucks." <laughs> but I thought it was worth a mention because the Winter Soldier himself was in there. That's pretty funny. Yeah, I never saw the sequel either. I was just like, "Nah, I'm good." Oh, neither did I. I'm like, "No, no, we're good. We're good here." So cool. that like makes like twenty movies on my quarantine movies that I've watched. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I need to uh yeah, step it up a little bit and watch some more stuff. Just see what's streaming. I don't know. I was thinking about watching the Back to the Future sequels. I've seen the first one multiple times, so I haven't seen second or third in quite a while. So I was thinking like oh, those will be kind of fun to watch. I think they're still streaming on Netflix. Uh, at, least, at least one of them was. But we have them on our digital library. That's true. I know. It's kind of like you see, I've seen all of Back to the Future. I haven't seen the sequel. Like, I've seen the Western one like once. I've seen the second one a bunch, but I've still seen the first one the most. It's kind of the same thing with the Indiana Jones movies. I've seen Raiders of the Lost Ark 
a ton. Multiple I've seen, times, yeah. I've seen Temple of Dune, Doom a few times, and I've seen The Last Crusade once. Oh, really? Yeah, I yep. don't know why I've never watched that one more than once. Yeah, go watch them. I think those are all on Netflix still right now as well. Uh, maybe. I know. This is definitely worth a rewatch. Yeah, I love them. Those are good ones. Okay, well, uh, let's see. Do you have anything else you want to talk about, or is that it? No, I mean, we've just been rewatching stuff and just watching a ton. You know, watched, uh, you know, obviously from Dust Till Dawn. Hercules. We watched Hercules the other night. That was great. Oh, yeah. The only good Hercules movie there is. Probably. Is the Disney one. We're just saying something. Okay, well, let's switch gears here then, and let's get to our two movies on tap. I don't either. Do they thank you? No. I will. This week, we are talking early Robert Rodriguez films. We are going to talk Desperado and From Dusk Till Dawn. So, why don't we start here with Desperado. So Desperado was written and directed by Robert Rodriguez, and it's got a pretty good cast to it. You have Antonio Banderas, Salma Hayek, Joaquin Del um, Almeida, I think that's how I said that. Cheech is in it. Oh yeah, I noticed. <laughs> Steve Buscemi and Quentin Tarantino, just to name a few here. Oh, and can we forget um, Machete himself, Danny? Is it Trejo? How do you Trejo. say his last name? Trejo? Trejo. Dan- Danny Trejo, which I th- he's in a lot of Rodriguez films, I, th- I believe. I think he's in the two we're going to talk about. He's in the Spy Kid movies. Of course, Machete. Yeah, and then he also, or uh, Cheech was also in From Dust Till Dawn, too. Yep. He played like two or three characters in that. Yeah, he did. I know. Gavin just kept saying like, he's there. It's him again. <laughs> it's pretty great. Yeah, he played three characters in Dust Till Dawn. <laughs> That's awesome. But what a cool, good cast, though. And I'm trying to think as far as Selma, uh, Selma Hayek goes. Was this her first big role? At least big, like, American role? I'm gonna look I don't at know. Her. Wasn't, she, wasn't she also in From Dust Till Dawn? She was, yeah. Uh, I'm going to look her up real quick here. I'm trying to think what, where, um, cause yeah, she was in four rooms. But that was 1995. Yeah. I'm looking at her. I think she was just mainly in, um, Spanish things up until Desperado. Okay. She was in three different movies though. in uh, or four different movies. It looks like here in 1995, but yeah, I think that's when we really, is America got to discover her for the first time was a uh, desperado. But uh, so you had never seen this movie, right, Daniel? No, desperado was my first watch. Okay. I hadn't seen this in quite a while. So there was a lot I forgot about. So it was, it was fun to kind of rewatch some of it. Um, and by rewatch some of it, I mean, I'll rewatch the entire thing. <laughs> right. But uh, so Robert Rodriguez, quick history of him. He you know, wanted to be a filmmaker. He, raised money, including putting himself up for science experiments for his first film. He raised seven grand to make his first film, mm-hmm. Ellen Mariachi, which he wrote himself. He just wanted, he want, I think it did start with the idea, like, I want to write a movie about a guy who has a guitar case full of weapons, full of right. guns. 
and Simple built concept. a movie, built a character and a story around that. Yeah, I've read his book Rebel Without a Crew, which is his whole journey on making this film, and it's, it's pretty cool. I mean, he literally does put himself up weeks for weeks inside a, a place where he can't see his wife as they do experiments on him, like testing medicine and stuff on him Oof, to raise yeah. the, to raise to raise the money for uh, El Mariachi. But yes, that goes on to uh, festivals, and that's where he meets a Quentin Tarantino who's there with his Reservoir Dogs film. Nice. And as far as those two go in their friendship, rest is history. But yeah, so Desperado is a sequel to El Mariachi. We see how is because you see the quick flashback towards in the beginning of how you know his girlfriend getting killed and right. his hand get, getting shot, and that's basically what El Mariachi is about. And then yeah, Desperado is kind of the revenge tale on that. Okay. So you as a first time viewer, I guess yeah, sh- share your thoughts. Okay, well, one, I've never seen El Mariachi because I think you said that it like Desperado is kind of like a reboot or like a soft, soft reboot or just kind of like a remake of El Mariachi. Kind of. It's it's what you do when you have a budget, but you have to still change things. I mean, right. I uh, mean, it kind of reminds we, it kind Good. I kind of felt like how you could describe it to me kind of felt like how Evil Dead 1 and 2 are almost the exact same movie, but kind of like goes it and it like kind of read course corrects in a slightly different direction while still hitting like most of the same beats yeah now it's like now the budget to do what i really want to do right you know terminator 2 similar storylines in the plot they still advance the plot quite a bit but you have some similarities but you know james cameron's like now i got the technology to do what i really want to do as far as the terminator effects go as far as the future war look now i can just really go all all, you know all in balls to the wall right and so yeah so i guess i'm gonna start with just like okay like minute one like this movie drew me in immediately like it starts with steve buscemi sitting down at a bar uh touch talking to cheech like kind of regaling the story of the mari the mariachi Mm -hmm. like decimating this other bar in another town and like the music that's playing while he's telling the story and how he's telling the story was hilarious. And it just drew you in. Like it's how he then... tells it is great. Like, did you see his face? No. Cause like shadows get moving about it. It was like, almost like right when this, right when his face would have been revealed from the shadow, it just walks into another shadow. <laughs> and I was just loving like, yeah, but this place is full of scumbags. Not, not like you guys, you guys are class <laughs> acts here. But these guys are real <laughs> low lives. <laughs> and I just love, like, like it, I just love that whole... Steve Buscemi, like, shows up in Tarantino and in R- Roger Rodriguez. And I like how they kind of, like, share actors. Yeah. <laughs> so I just love... So from that minute one, I was in with that, like, opening scene and, like, monologue and story. I loved it. I That song that I was playing, behind, like, during the whole thing was great. I... I fucking loved it. So I was in. I was in from the start to the very end. Awesome. Yeah, it, it's a fun one. And it shows you, if you're creative, what you can do. Because this was still a pretty low-budget film. It was $7 million, which for a studio is pretty low. And it shows, yeah. if you're creative, different things you can do with it. I hadn't watched this in quite a while, so there's a lot I'd forgotten. But there's so many like good moments, like you're saying, like that opening with him t- telling the story and we seeing the story. 
to yeah. the credit sequence with uh, Tarantino and his or Tarantino um, <laughs> Antonio Banderas. There we go, playing with his band and even seeing like that guy threatening the gal and him hit him on the head of the guitar. Yes, <laughs> but, that was that, awesome. That, that was great. But yeah, I and I love uh, Tarantino's scene in this when he comes in and is, like telling that joke. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, that was hilarious, and I didn't know that he was going to show up, but it was fun that he did. Okay, so okay, that's, that's a good surprise then. Yeah, I'm just like, oh shit, there he is. I, I, mean, I love like, when he, I love when he goes into that bathroom too, and like, gonna take him into the back to go into that out of order stall. He opens it, and just the look on his face, like, oh god, what through oh. through there? Are you kidding me? <laughs> and even when they open the little door, he's like trying not to have his clothes touch anything. <laughs> I know, hilarious. I like. I thought so, that was pretty fucking hilarious, but. I, yeah, it's a small part, but I thought he was great in that little tiny part. Yeah. I guess he died in... Well, he died in uh, both of the films we watched. Spoiler. Oops. That's Oops. true. Spoilers alert for movies from like the 80s and 90s. Both. 95 really both? 96. Oh, I guess... They, okay, never mind. Yeah, 95, 96. No. But yeah, this is just a fun movie. Uh, some of the uh, shoot-up scenes are a little ridiculous because I'm like, come on, we're, we're in, still in a pretty closed area. How are they with semi-automatics not hitting this guy? But otherwise, there's a lot of fun moments, though. Like, I love when the guy's about to jump on him and stab him with the knife, and he kicks him up into the air and then shoots him. Yes. Oh, my God. That Yeah, that bar, bar shootout was hilarious. And like, yeah, all of the shootouts are over the top ridiculousness. Like somebody should have hit somebody way sooner, but it still works for the movie. It's just because it's kind of like. Mi- Ro- good. Oh, it's just like it's very like Tarantino, Roger Rodriguez, because they both kind of like go for the same over the top violence. I do like that. It, it Robert Rodriguez is like because it's so similar to Quentin Tarantino, except for like especially with From Dust Till Dawn and this movie it's very like has a cool hispanic spin to it that you mm-hmm. don't get with the tarantino movies but it yeah. has a very similar feel so i'm like oh why have i not watched all of these movies too <laughs> yeah i mean you could borrow el mariachi i have his whole trilogy over on my shelf el mariachi desperado and once upon a time in mexico yeah after watching desperado i'm like i didn't feel like i missed anything but i'm like I do want to just watch the trilogy now. And I might just do that. Yeah. Since yeah you can borrow them. Hell yeah. Cause I would, I do really want to, I almost watched once upon a time in Mexico this morning. Oh, so I'm like, Oh, I'm into this. <laughs> so I really wanted to watch it. There are some good parts of that too. Johnny Depp is in that one. Yeah. I've seen like that clip of him. Like that kid's like, chicle, chicle. He's like, here's a hundred dollars. Now fuck off. <laughs> or something like that. <laughs> But yeah, so this movie, I had a bunch of fun. I was super into it. Okay, like it, yeah. Like I said, right. it kind of felt like I. It's like, oh, you watch the Quentin Tarantino's movie, then you like unlock a secret hidden movie, <laughs> and you're just like, oh, there's there's more. So I'm like, again, how the hell? Also, you need to tell me how the hell did he get to make Spy Kids? <laughs> I think it's just being married and having kids, because yeah, he and his wife. Uh, he, they, she was. They got married, you know, before he was big. Because I remember him talking about her in the book a lot. But yeah, eventually, I think they just 
you know, he's, his career started taking off. They had some kids, and then it was like, well, my kids won't, my kids can't see these violent movies, so I got to do something for them. Does he own Dimension Films? He owns, um, ah, oh, shoot. Cause that's like the, that's like the production company that's on all of his movies. No, he's got a different one. Uh, I'm drawing a huge, let me Google it. I drawn a huge blank to the name. Uh, okay. Cause I was wondering about that. Cause Shiloh, when we were watching from dust till dawn, the dimensions films logo comes up. She's like, wait, did this guy do spy kids? And I'm like, yeah, Robert Rodriguez did Spy Kids. <laughs> he directed all of them. Well, did, Troublemaker Studio. Uh, oh, it is uh, something hooligan, right? I don't know. All I know is the dimensions. Yeah, Lost Hooligans Productions. I think it's okay. But yeah, okay. he did Spy Kids. But yeah, there. I'm trying to think. Of, so, so what, are, what are some of your favorite moments? Of, you love the beginning. It sounds like. What yeah, I was locked in at the beginning. Um, I'm trying to think. I did love the scene when he... I think it was after that bar shootout. That it, or no, no. it's Yeah, it is after that bar shootout when that other guy came out of nowhere and it clipped him like in the shoulder. And then he kind of wakes up at the library. Mm-hmm. And she's... Uh, and whatever. What's her name? Selma Hayek. Sema Hayek, yeah, I forgot her character name, but when she's just like, oh, I'm a, you know, she's like operating on him, taking the bullets out. And she's just like, oh, you don't want to go into any hospitals around here. It's like, do you know what you're doing? Then she's just like, I own a bookstore. So she's holding up a, like, medical a, a medical book. book. <laughs> That's I thought that good. was hilarious. Oh, I even wrote down one of my favorite moments from her, like, after she's like kind of done for the most part. She like lights a cigarette she, and he's like, oh, do you smoke? She's like, nope. And then just like shoves it into the wound to try and cauterize it. Oh, gosh. Uh. <laughs> good part. Uh, I love that part. I think one of my favorite scenes, I do love the beginning opening, like you were saying. Uh, there is a, I, I do like the scene with the, I'm trying to think of the character's name. Um, Navaha, the guy that throws knives just when. Steve Buscemi's character go down, and then just from there, just throwing the knives at um, Antonio Banderas, the El Mariachi. Oh, dude, I, yeah, that seems really great, especially they like, oh, this is a big deal. This car is bulletproof. And look, if you like raise the sunroof, it acts as like a shield. And so they raise the sunroof, and he just like runs up and just starts throwing knives inside the car. <laughs> that was good. Yeah, the whole scene against. I think, and that's my favorite part of that scene too, is him against everybody in the limo. How he just nailing them all with the knives, and yeah, runs on top, throws them all in the in the uh, sunroof, and just yeah, they can't get him. Oh no, that was that was hilarious, and I do love the follow up when they like finally kill him, and they bring him back to their boss, and he's just like, oh, and what did he look like? Awesome, awesome tattoo of a woman on his chest, weapons. Throwing knives. Yeah. yeah, we'll make sure not to... I'll tell my men to steer clear if they see him. And he's just fucking dead. And he's like, God right damn it. That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, so good. Oh, man. I love... Yeah, that was great. I love that. Um, I'm trying to think. I did like the... Uh, it was towards like the end. Like one of the... I think the second to last shootout. Oh, well, okay. No, no. The shootout when he calls his mar- mariachi friends. 
That was funny. I think, I, I, I think a lot of the action was going for more humor because, again, this is a scene that could have been choreographed a little better because they're standing in the center, guys are surrounding them, and nobody can seem to hit them with bullets. But the scene is just great because you got his friend with the uh, machine guns inside his guitar cases. You got right. the, the one with the rocket launcher just cracks me up every time. I know. He's just like... Shh, shh, and he gets down that same, same position every time, and it's just hilarious to me. <laughs> but that's, that scene is just fun. It's so I much know. fun to watch. What, what I think it's kind of funny, too, is we see that... Um, I guess it's... Who was it? It's uh, Bujo's... What did they say? His sister's nephew in the ring fighting. Yeah. And he you know, gets his leg busted, but then he is able to turn around and drop that other guy. Which did that guy that he dropped the the guy with the shaved head? Does that not not look like Edward Norton a little bit? Uh, I don't think so. I kind of see what you're feeling because like Ed Norton from like History X. Yeah, Ed Norton from American History X. He just the, the goatee, the the shaved head. But yeah, yeah. totally looked like Ed Norton there to me. I could kind of see that. I did not think that when I was watching it. But I thought for him proving himself and then being at the fight scene later, though, I thought he got killed a little too quickly. Yeah, it's one thing. It's like, yeah, Yo, you're the new guy. You, we, He broke your leg, but you killed him. Cool. And then, yes, he just gets shot like a punk. Yeah, I thought if anything, there'd be a good like fist fight scene with him and the El Mariachi. I don't know, but I also thought that was pretty funny. Just like, yeah, the bad guy, the badass dude, and he's gets fucking gunned down like everybody else. And, Shot off the roof, yeah. Yeah. I don't know, man. I had a great time watching this. Like, it's just like, again, why... It Okay, it actually was like a little less than Quentin Tarantino. Like, maybe his Quentin Tarantino's early stuff, and this is still Robert, Robert Rodriguez's early stuff, too. Just how bombastic it was. Mm-hmm. I, I love stuff like that. And I love campiness, and this this has it in spades. Uh, it's oh, such it's a fun way. No, it's got everything. I'm trying to think of uh, any good trivia for this one at all. I think we're hitting our 15-minute mark here with this, but uh, I'm trying to think of some other things, some good moments. Um, like I said, the campiness is great. The action is fun. Uh, all the actors in this, I think, are just awesome. I love Antonio Banderas in the lead role, and I love, again, Tarantino and his little bit. Salma Hayek is great. I mean, I mean, this is when we first get introduced to her in, I, I, man, th- this woman is sexy as hell in this movie. I mean, just in general, she's sexy as hell. But yeah, twenty-five years ago, dang. <laughs> yeah, cause she's in From Dust Till Dawn. She's in this movie. She's also in Wild Wild West a few years later. Yep, <laughs> yeah, she's doing some good stuff. Uh, she definitely like had a good ten-year stretch where she was just in a lot of stuff. But yeah, right. I think a lot of it started with this movie here. Um. Yeah, I'm trying to think because, let's see. I'm trying to think if there's anything else here worth mentioning. I had a lot of fun rewatching this. I probably haven't watched this movie in like 10 years, which I don't know why. After watching this, I'm like, I kind of want to go back and watch all three in a row now. See, that's that's how I felt too. I'm like, I'm super into this. I want to see what's before. I want to see how this fits in. And I want to see the sequel. Well, you'll see Robert Rodriguez 2 go from a $7,000 budget to a $7 million budget to... I don't know. I'm sure once upon a time it was probably around twenty million or something. Mm, let's see, Mexico a budget. But you just get to see him jump from seven thousand to seven billion between El Mariachi and Desperado. 
And then from seven million to twenty nine million for Once Upon a Time in Mexico. Okay. There you go. Well, cool. All right. Well, yeah. So I would definitely say I don't know if it's streaming anywhere right now. I own it, so I just popped in the DVD. I had to rent it on Voodoo. Um, oh, one more thing I have to mention because yeah, go for it. Uh, it re- this movie has a reference from Until Dawn, at least one. The obvious one, though, is when he's op- when he opens up his case in front of uh, Selma Hayek's character, and she's looking through all the guns oh, and yes. stuff. Yeah, he's got sex machines crotch pistol. Yes, in there. And they, they actually have some funny dialogue life. about that. I'm like, oh, shit, that's awesome. Uh, yes. <laughs> so that got me because. Oh, man. So, yeah, I thought I'd mention that since we're going into Dust Till Dawn. Oh, one thing we didn't mention, too. Los Lobos does the music for this. La Bamba were... guy. Oh, OK. I didn't know who that was, but I saw that Los Lobos did the music. Yeah, that's something we forgot, forgot to mention there. But yeah. Fun stuff. Um, I'm looking at trivia here. See if there's anything fun worth mentioning. Mm-hmm. Steve Bashimi's character is named Bashimi. That's a funny one. I didn't realize that. Yeah, a week after shooting this film, like one week after shooting this film, Robert Rodriguez and Antonio Banderas were back in the studio working on Rodriguez's segment for Four Rooms, which that would be a fun one that you should watch sometime. I think you'll like that one. I think I would too. Talked about it before, but yeah, I think I think you'll like that one. Um, yeah, I mean, I think that's all I got to say about Desperado. It's just a really good, fun movie. Great cast. Uh, just a lot of fun, campy action scenes that are just enjoyable to watch. Uh, yeah, I would say it does, again. It makes me want to go back and watch the whole trilogy all over again. Oh yeah, no, I'm definitely going to do that sometime. All right. Well, why don't we switch gears here now and let's talk from dusk till dawn this one was written by a quentin tarantino and directed by robert rodriguez um so this one i had actually never seen before i don't know how i've made it this long without seeing this but i have not seen it i real quick real quick i'm gonna pause here and grab something be right back okay sounds good all right i'm back I had to double check something here. I uh, so I thought Dust Till Dawn was on my top ten shame. Uh, excuse me, my top ten movies for shame to say we've never seen before. I guess not. It was probably definitely a runner up though, because yeah, I don't know how I've gone this long without seeing this movie. Because I sat down and watched this movie, and I was like, oh my! One thing I kept thinking, like, man, me in high school when I was watching, you know, introduced and watching stuff like Desperado would have right. loved this movie. I, I think I did see this one in high school, too. Like, one of my friends like, you should see this. And I'm like, we sat down, watched it. I'm like, holy shit, that was awesome. That's, and that's, so I finally got sat down, watched it last night. And man, did I just enjoy myself. It was so much fun. I love just, again, great casting in this movie as well. It was just, I don't know. I loved, uh, let's just start with George Clooney. Seeing him yeah. as the, in this kind of role was amazing not necessarily because he was the bad guy but just him playing an asshole was awesome i know because he's always just playing the like i'm lovable kind of guy i'm handsome kind of guy but you get to see him be like he's not a I'm he's bad, not a man. psycho his brother's the man. psycho but i fucking love george clooney 
oh, he in was this movie. Just from the opening shot in that or opening shot opening scene in that store, I just I fell in love with both him and Tarantino's character. And I didn't realize Tarantino's character in this was as big as it was either. Yeah, you don't remember it being super big, but I'm like, oh, he lasts for most of the movie. I imagined him being I remembered him being like a side character. Like I knew they were brothers, but I just feel remember it focusing more on George Clooney. But he had a good chunk of this movie too. But um no, I love George Clooney in this role. And I was actually looking it up because I was because my girlfriend Shiloh was just like, oh, well. Like, I can't believe George Clooney's in this movie because he's just in nothing else like this movie. I don't think he's ever done before this or after this anything quite like what he does in The Dust of the Hero. I mean, yeah, I try to think. He was in that movie, The Peacemaker with Nicole Kimmon, plays the hero. He played Batman. Shittiest Batman movie ever, but still. I know. And one thing I thought was hilarious is his credit right before. Um, doing from dust till dawn was when he was playing a doctor in friends yeah well he so he was on er which right. started started in 94 two years before this so everyone knew it was the handsome doctor yeah he played a doctor in friends like you're saying um but yeah to see him go from that to an a-hole was just awesome but yeah i, I love that opening sh- scene though in the uh, convenience store thought that was just great yeah I love them intimidating the guy behind the counter. And yeah, just how the whole thing ends too with the, he's like, when I say so, shoot up all the liquor behind him. Yeah. Does just that. And yeah, throws the flaming toilet paper over there. Just up in flames. This is so, it is so over the top. That whole scene of him like catching the guy on fire. Then the guy on fire bursts out and tries to start shooting them. So they just unload their, all their bullets on this guy on fire. And it's just amazing start to the movie. Like huge start to the movie. Yeah. And I... <laughs> Who, who's the guy that plays the sheriff that stops by? I feel like I've seen him in something else before. Uh, I do not know. He said a lot shit. of people. John Hawks is the guy that plays the guy in the store. Uh, yeah, the guy that plays the sheriff. I just I can't think. Uh, I feel like I've seen him in something else, and I think I've seen him as a sheriff in something else. I'm not sure. I don't even. See Michael him. Parks, Texas Ranger, which is what his character was. Okay. Oh, apparently he's in Planet Terror. Who's he playing that? That's probably what I remember him from then. He's in Django Unchained. Oh, okay. Bloodfather, which I've seen. Says he's in Kill Bill. Argo. Oh, who's he playing Kill Bill? That's probably what I'm thinking of him from as far as being from... Oh, that's right. Earl McGraw is like like the ranger that is a through line for a lot of Quentin Tarantino movies. Okay, okay. Because that's what connects Kill Bill, Planet Terror, and Death Proof. Okay. You're right. You're totally right. Okay. So, that's why he's so damn familiar. Okay. But man, yeah, he gets executed pretty quick here. Yeah. But man, great opening scene, though. And then, yeah, we just move on to... 
them on the run. I don't. I, I just had so much fun right from the beginning with this movie. Like, like you were experiencing Desperado for the first time, just right from the opening scene. I just had so much fun watching this. It was. I love the uh, George Clooney and Tarantino playing brothers. Thought that was great. Thought right. they had some good chemistry as far as that was going. Um, just there's just so many good moments in this movie. Um, before we get to that sort of twist, um, mm-hmm. which I always heard there was a twist in this movie that it begins with you thinking one thing and then ends over here with you with something completely different. I always knew about that. I didn't right. quite know what that twist was, but anyway, I just enjoyed going along with the ride. Um, great moments. I mean, just again, you just to see the menacing of Clooney, like, you know, when he's got the gun, they got that one old, like middle-aged gal for a hostage and he's talking to her on the couch and telling her like, here are the rules. Here's you better follow them or else here's what's going to happen. Yeah, and then I completely forget. Like, I remember Quentin Tarantino being like a psychopath in the movie, and then like he really brings like the creepy aspects. He's just like, "What did you say?" And then, like when George Clooney comes back, he's just like, "You fucking killed her. I had to. Why? I don't know. It's just kind of like I just I killed her just to kill her." <laughs> and I'm just like, "Oh yeah, well, that's right." I'm under, the, I'm under the impression Clooney's character doesn't want to kill unless he absolutely has to. Whereas right. his, bro- his brother's kind of the opposite, like, I don't know, any, like, m- tiny little threat, he'll be like, eh. <laughs> any <kill>. opportunity <laughs> to kill. kill. But, so, one, so, I knew those two were in the movie. I had no idea Harvey Keitel was in this movie. Yeah. So, it was fun seeing him. He had ex-pastor. Um, another gal, too, that I've seen in a lot of things that I've never seen. Um, oh, isn't, uh, real quick, back to, uh. Michael Parks, isn't he the guy that is inspecting the church scene in Killville? Yeah. He's the he yes, okay. So that's where I know him and especially as playing a sheriff. Definitely okay. Yep. It's all coming back now. All right. What oh, but so Juliet Lewis is somebody who I've heard of her before. I've seen her in a couple different things. She had this really, really familiar look to her, and then it dawned on me, I looked her up on IMDB. She was in some early seasons of the wonder years, which I'm currently watching. I think she just plays a random, you know, uh, middle school student in one of the uh, episodes or a few episodes. Okay. Cause I recognized her from a few different things. I remember seeing her in whip it. Cause I remember watching that a while ago. Yeah. And then I had no idea that Cheech was in this or Danny uh, Trejo. And Selma Hayek, I think I knew Selma, uh, Selma Hayek was in this, but uh, yeah, again, no idea Harvey Cattell. I loved his character, though, him driving with his kids and just, how bad does that suck for them that they just got pulled, roped into all this? Right. Uh, shot her one hostage. Well, we need more. No, I know. And I, it's just a fun, and it, one thing that I was like, because I hadn't seen this movie in years, so like. Going into it, I'm just like, oh man, I remember how much of a blast this movie is. I fucking love this movie. And like after that intro scene, I'm like, huh, it's not like getting as quickly to the uh, the bar as I thought it did. So there's like this in between where it just is really intense for a while. <laughs> and then there's literally like, once they get into Mexico, Which there I, is I a it, very abrupt. I think, it's, I think it's a really good build up though for the characters. Yeah. I just like love like it's a very abrupt switch from like being super serious 
to just fucking switching on a dime to just being like, oh, this is the rest of the movie now. It's right. just them in the fucking bar. And when they're in the bar, I love everything that goes on in there, including right? Sex Machine. I That's my favorite character so of the I, entire movie. I, I had the devil look for a second. I thought he was the guy that played Dante in Clerks. He looks a lot like him, but I'm like, there's no way, because this movie came out in 96, Clerks is 94, and he looks 20 years older, so there's no way. But yeah, he looks just like him for a second. Yeah, I kind of thought about that same thing, too. I think I had to double-check that as well. But But, but first off, I love that scene at the border, too, though, when they're inspecting the car, or the RV. Because first he just says, it's just me and my son, and then they hear something like, oh, and my daughter. Like, well, we're going to have to take an inspection look anyway. Right. But I, lo- I love how before that, though, Clooney's character has already knocked out his brother. I guess, what do we have? Seth and Richard? He's already knocked out Richard and yeah. is holding him up in the shower. And then, yeah, I, I mean, I thought the execution of that was good. Like, all right, you're going to pretend to pee, pin, and get him out of here as quick as possible. Yeah. I mean, pretty smart, too. Yeah. Uh, she's like, uh, hello, privacy. Yeah. And then the, oh, God. Yeah, that it's is really slow, smart. I, I think of the, the part where he slowly closed the curtain. Oh, I know. It's just like, gross. Hey, hey, pervy fuck. I know. Like, how you doing? As I slowly close this curtain, looking right. at... Yeah. But yeah, then they get... They uh, cl- cross the border and come up to... What was it called? Titty Twister? Yeah, the Titty Twister. <laughs> I love that opening... Or not opening, but that first scene of Chase Twister with uh, Cheech. Oh my god. He is hilarious. Yeah. And they just well, you just punch him out and they walk in. Walks up and yeah, just punches him. <laughs> and then, yeah, I, I loved uh, Richard Gecko comes up and just starts kicking him in the stomach a couple times or in the rib cage. <laughs> yeah. Just, he's already done, but he's he already just done. decides to kick him. <laughs> he's like, well, I want my turn. Bam, bam, exactly. Bam. So great that, but yeah, that whole scene inside of this place is just amazing. Right. First off, I love the energy in this place. We live in Portland, Oregon, known for titty bars, and they're just not the same energy in them. It's just not. No, I know. I my, even Shiloh was like, I would go to a strip club like this. I'm like, yeah, yeah. me too. <laughs> yeah. If it had that kind of energy, hell yeah. Right, I don't know. I was going to say, okay, um, when they're in the bar, I'm trying to think of, I mean, I love, one of my favorite parts is like when Danny Trey was like, you guys need to leave. This is a biker and trucker bar. And then Harvey Keitel walks up. He's like, well, you see that? That's a recreational vehicle. And you need at least a class, like whatever license to drive that. Same as a trucker. So technically I'm a trucker and these are my friends. <laughs> I, do, I do like that switch in his character because yeah, I mean, he goes from being scared as hell to, you know, I don't know if I trust you. I mean, he, we see his character go through a lot to the very right. end. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I do love that. That was a great moment, though, I thought. And then, uh, hey, lo and behold, Selma Hayek comes out as a, what is her name? Santanigo Pandemonium? Something like that. So I heard, I read this up, that Selma Hayek had a very intense phobia of snakes. And when she heard about this scene, uh, she had she basically she went to a therapist for a couple months to get help 
get rid of the phobia so she could perform the scene with the snake. Hey, that's commitment. That's awesome. And like uh, Rodriguez did for Jessica Alba in Sin City, he basically is like, we're just going to play music. We, you know, we're not going to do any like choreographing behind beforehand for your dancing. We're just going to play music and you're going to just whatever you feel like, whatever comes to you. And that's how they shot it. Nice. But yeah, I thought that was a great moment though. Like, especially when she's up, <laughs> going up to Richard, putting her foot in his mouth and like pouring the drink down her leg. <laughs> oh, I know. I'm just like, well, I just kept leaning over, like, you know, Quentin Tarantino has a foot fetish. He's <laughs> probably loving this. Here he has a foot in the mouth. <laughs> oh, so good. But yeah, I had so much fun with this movie, though. Again, I've never seen it. And I, I knew a twist was coming and where the movie was going to change. I just didn't know where. So I kept like thinking, like, all right, where's this going to happen? Where's this going to happen? And then finally, with uh, her character, the Santanico character, boom, it happens. Her face transforms into the vampire. And here, away we go. <laughs> oh, I know. And it's just such an abrupt turn. Like I said, like, Gavin had never seen it. Shiloh had never seen it. But Shiloh kept like, hey, when are the vampires coming? I'm like, Shiloh, they're coming. Okay. Leans over like, okay, seriously, when are they coming? I'm like, Shiloh, they're coming. Just don't worry about it. <laughs> just sit back and relax. Because she's like thought like I was tricking her. It's like, are they are there actual vampires? And I'm like, yes, they are. Now, be quiet. Because one of these it's one of those movies that just changes so rapidly into something completely different than what the beginning half of the movie is that it's yeah. so much fun just to drop somebody in who's just like i've never seen this movie I'm like perfect don't know what's happening perfect just watch <laughs> yeah apparently so the vampires bleed green they had to make it green instead of red to, in order to not get an nc-17 rating <laughs> really yeah otherwise it would have been way too bloody dude but, that's there are some great moments in this movie, though, as far as that whole fight scene goes. I mean, I love Sex Machine and his cock bullet or cock gun, whatever you want to call it. I fucking love that so much. So I just love funny. like he's just like a random side person in the bar. Like one of the like few people that are actually just a regular person in the bar. Mm-hmm. And then when he starts getting attacked, just boom, cock pistol, boom. And I love how he's just like. <laughs> Hi, I'm whatever my name is. Hi, Sex Machine. Nice to meet you. Yeah. <laughs> and oh my god, oh, we forgot about Frost. We haven't mentioned Frost at all. Played by Fred Williamson. He the only thing I've ever seen him in is the original Mash movie. Okay, that's the only thing I've ever seen him in. Uh, but yeah, he is funny in this. And which character is he? He well, he's the only one that survives with. Well, he's he's one of the last people to turn into a vampire. He's the black guy. Oh, uh, okay, okay. Frost. Frost, yeah. And he's great in this as well, too. Like, I really had fun with his character. All the side characters are great, though. Sex Machine, Frost. I thought they were all great. I mean, and... I love, yeah. Frost is, like, turns into, like, starts giving you, like, war monologues because he was in Vietnam. Yeah. <laughs> has weird little PTSD flashbacks. And that's what made it funny for me is... He's talking about Vietnam, and then he was uh, in a movie about the Korean War. Oh, yeah, yeah. I know, yeah, his character's great. For a second, I thought it was Danny Glover. And I'm like, no, that's that's not him. Mm-mm. But it's just the mustache. Like, they had a very similar, like, mustache and, like, facial hair. For, like, oh, yeah, what... I, could, I could see that. 
Yeah, but I'm like, there's there's no way. There's no way. He was already a huge deal in the 80s, so there would, there's no way he'd be in Dust Till Dawn. <laughs> but, um... I think it's some funny scene. I like when they go to the back room and they're trying to, like, get all their weapons ready. I thought that was a great moment. Yeah, arming up with holy water condoms. Uh, I do love how the pastor, the way he gets back there is he makes a cross with a baseball bat and a shotgun. Yeah, that was great. I'm just like, yes, awesome. We're going down the list of all things. All right, what do vampires hate? Crosses. Yeah, holy water. Daylight. Yeah. Um, man, what was I going to say? I yeah I'm I'm sad when he dies because he was a great a great character and you know what I love George Clooney has Kytel's a moment Harvey, yeah Harvey Harvey Keitel Harvey Keitel's character yeah but and I love this interaction that he has with George Clooney uh, when he's just like oh when he's like talking about how he's lost his faith but I'm like they need a preacher you know to like make holy water and stuff so he's just like so what I'm trying to ask you is. Are you just like essentially? Are you just some schmuck? Because we need a badass motherfucking servant of God. So which <laughs> are you? And he's like, I'm a badass uh, 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 servant of God. That was good. <laughs> and I'm like, that's such a fun, cool moment in the movie. I love that line so much. I got. I got to say, I thought all five of them were probably gonna survive, but then we lose um, Richard uh, Tarantino's character, and right. then. Uh, Kaitel's character gets bit, so I'm like, all right, well, we're definitely gonna lose him. Uh, yeah, I just I wasn't sure who the survivors were gonna finally be, but yeah, we end up with only two left at the end of it all. It really bumps me out that Sex Machine dies. Yeah, as again, he was my favorite. He's my favorite character. <laughs> Great moments though when him and Frost turn into vampires, though. Oh yeah, <laughs> that they were great. But yeah, and then yeah, we get to the end. We got. Clooney's character and Juliet Lewis's character left Seth and Katie, and I I do just love what he's like. He gives her some money, and she's just like, "Well, what am what am I supposed to do now?" He's like, "Just go home." Because I, I think at this point she's like, "Well, I got nowhere else to go. Everyone I care about's dead." Because their mom had died. We we learned beforehand. Dad's right. dead now. Brother's dead, and she's just like, "Well," and he's like, "Go home." I know. I I remember him like taking her with him and then she he just fucking drives off and leaves her there i'm like she doesn't have a home anymore her her entire family is dead <laughs> so i great. remembered it as like him taking her with him great <laughs> great closing shot though with the rv leaving the strip club and then the camera panning back behind it and revealing the huge ass temple all the uh 18 wheelers lined up and everything yeah it's just like glorious shot at the end there yeah you're just like oh i i love when the oh whatever the fuck cheech's like third character is that they're meeting at dawn at the titty twister he's just like oh i I just picked it it's one bar is just as good as any yeah like because you picked this bar that girl's family's dead (laughs) my brother's dead and her family's dead like thanks asshole yeah exactly (laughs) oh man this movie's just so much fun. It was a very fun watch. I'm glad I have finally seen it. I, I can't believe it took me this long to see it. I don't know why. I just kept putting up, putting up. But yeah, again, like if I had seen this in high school, I would have just fallen in love with this movie. Oh, yeah. But, that's yeah. what it, happened to me. 
But yeah, what what a fun watch though. But yeah, this, these are uh, Robert Rodriguez's early career films. Loads of fun is all I gotta say. Oh hell yeah! Was it? Uh, ten years later, he does Grindhouse. Yes, I know. That's something like we've been watching like sh- like schlocky films recently. So I'm like, okay, well, we have to watch Grindhouse because Shiloh loves campy films, and I'm like, and these are camp on purpose, but has a great feel to them. Like I said, like I'm my favorite is Tarantino's uh, Death, Death Proof, Proof, but Planet Terror was also just like so much fun. Yeah. No, maybe we'll have to do a review on those. They were a lot of fun. I remember seeing those uh, in mid-20s, I think I was, in theaters and just having a blast. I went and saw that twice in theaters. I mean, hey, when we saw it at the uh, that second-run theater, they did both of them. We got the fake trailers, they, too. They, sh- they showed it properly, yeah. So, I mean, I've technically seen it three times in theaters, and it's so much fun to watch. That is probably still to this day, like number one theater experience ever like we just sat down couple beers each fucking watching these grindhouse movies just hooping hollering having a great time just having a blast and like yeah mid-20s is when we saw those it's fucking awesome so good yeah oh and and when i was like connor was with us just watching you two and excitement got me excited too like yeah because i probably was like your age when i first saw it right exactly we're just like years prior and, you know, like, I'm a huge fan of, like, weird, kind of dumb, like, horror movies and stuff. So it's right up my alley because I love the Evil Dead and I love the camp of that. And so just watching something like this, I'm like, yes, this is what I love. <laughs> oh, man, so much fun. So good. All right. Well, let's wrap it up here, Daniel. And, uh, yeah, I think that concludes our double feature episode of Desperado and From Dusk Till Dawn. Whoop, whoop. Yeah, Daniel, where can they find us? Online, on Instagram and Twitter, movies underscore brews. Let us know what you think of the whole uh, Mexico trilogy from Roger Robert Rodriguez. I also want to know what people think about Spy Kids this many years later. <laughs> and yeah, just fucking Desperado from Dust Till Dawn. Love them, hate them. Tell us what you think. All right. Well, thanks, everybody, for listening to the podcast and the downloads. So it's kind of cool. A friend of mine had up our podcast on his iPhone, and I think just on the iPhone podcast app. And I saw a few five-star reviews. I'm like, well, that's cool. And I read a couple of them. And, yeah, people said, just said, hey, these two are fun to listen to. Nice. It's like, that's awesome. Got pretty excited there. Thanks for the good reviews. And, yeah, if you like the show, go to iTunes. Give us a five-star review. That helps the show and yeah, share it with friends as well, too. Uh, we'll be back next week. Uh, we'll talk about it afterwards, what we're going to get into. But yeah, we'll be back with some other fun ones next week. All right. Um, yeah. On that note, Daniel, cheers. Cheers. Woo. Ding, ding.